0: Your daily dose of sports and fun. This is the Morning Drive Podcast from Double T 97.3. Presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction.
1: I'm Mike Hebert, owner of Cantex Roofing and Construction. Every day is game day, and we'll get it right when it comes to your roofing, construction, windows, and mirrors. Call Cantex Roofing and Construction today. Together, we are one serving you.
2: And we're down to the AFC-NFC Championship game. We'll have it for you on Sunday. Uh, the AFC Championship game coverage begins at one, and uh, the NFC at five thirty. I uh, <laughs> you'll you'll just shake your head at this. I was really kind of looking for something to do mid afternoon yesterday before the football game started. I was just like, okay, you know, kind of had to started to have the <clears throat> the midwinter shakes because there really wasn't anything on that just totally totally interested me. Uh, I did watch the end of the Ohio State Iowa women's basketball game, in which, and I didn't see where Caitlin Clark got ran over by uh, an Ohio State fan that was, I guess, rushing the court. They they did, they didn't necessarily storm it, but they they got down on it. But this girl, this person, ran over Caitlin Clark. Th- thankfully, hmm. she's. Is that that is that is that is that, uh, is that a stretch to say ran over? Yes. Okay. Bumped into.
3: I mean, they they hit shoulders, she turned, and then went down in a heap. Collided? Uh, they definitely collided, I, um, yeah. More is made
2: of this than maybe should have been made of this?
3: I don't want to say nothing should be made of it. Uh-huh. The guy clearly was not paying attention, but um and you know made contact with her but um, I don't know it just it felt a little bit were, like there was a little bit of acting going on as well
2: okay Um I, I looked for, for to, to see that and I just I, I didn't they've, see it at the end of the game
3: have been on ESPN.com huh have you been to ESPN.com yeah I, I, and have, and so I have, it's but it's I mean there. then
2: I got distracted with all the football <laughs> and I just I just read the story I didn't Yeah, I didn't, I'm not saying honestly, they didn't, didn't make
3: contact and it looked did somewhat hard but mm-hmm. again she kind of spun around and then went down like she'd been shot okay (laughs) and you know what i mean i know i'm the guy that questions things but like now how do we not question i mean everybody's putting on a show everybody's Mm. trying to put on a show you know we're gonna lay on the court for an hour and pretend that we're we've broken our knee and 30 seconds later we're in back in the game sprinting up and down the court we i mean we know the drama that kind of surrounds her and all that it just I mean again they made contact and she should be bothered that they made contact Mm -hmm. yes I don't know that she had to throw herself on the floor
2: yeah okay yeah Uh, somebody said this if you watch it slowed down it was a total flop on purpose yeah
3: that's it looks like again she got hit decently hard shoulder to shoulder kinda Mm -hmm. and then she turns around and throws herself on the floor it looks like to me yeah no, that's.
4: Yeah, you don't. You, How did these people survive high school? There's certain.
2: There's certain. C- certain. Because in high are.
3: school, or in the old days, Jeff, we just said, "Get up, rub some dirt on yeah. it."
4: No, no, I'm get to class. I'm talking like walking through the halls in class. <laughs> How is not like all of these people that get bumped into. Not always on the ground in, in the hallways.
3: No, I think part of it is that neither one of us see it coming. So when you bump into someone and you're not expecting it, so that kind of throws you off a little bit more. So there's part of that. And it looks like the guy's running at a decent pace, and mm-hmm. so is she. And so there there is contact there. But yeah, there again, is some contact there. It, just the way she goes down, it, mm-hmm. it looks like it's, it, you know... I'm over exaggerating. It's this. like, hey,
2: the game's over. You, you don't, you don't have, have to try to take a charge. Take a charge, right? Yeah. Sure. And
4: <laughs> but my point is, I don't remember a single day. Like, I'm sure there were, um, but walking through the halls of high school, I don't know that there wasn't collisions every single day in front of me and behind me and involving me <laughs> at know,
3: time. I think this one was probably a little bit harsher than that. But I would have liked for the guy to have stopped and turned around and tried to help her. Yeah. Up. You know, yeah.
4: sure. Like yeah. you've got to know when you've run into somebody. Yeah, but yeah. it's kind of, one of those. But deals that would where you have been But I that mean. would
3: have been admitting that he had done something wrong, and mm-hmm. we, that's not what we do in this society. Yeah, I mean, we don't. We find a way. Hey, get out of my way, girl! Yeah, you know. I'm storming the court here. <laughs> not my fault. <laughs> <laughs> it,
2: it was. It was a really good uh, ending to that basketball game. It went, it went into overtime. Ohio State won 100-92 to, to to beat the number two team in the country. Um, uh, Brandon says this, I think Clark initiated the contact and then she flopped. She just wants attention. Uh, this, but it wasn't on purpose. Uh, this, it looked like she took acting lessons from LeBron James. Uh, this, I, th- I think this is sarcasm from Lucas. Jamie, no one is faking injuries. These all happen to be medical miracles on the court. Yes. Okay.
3: And I hate it because when a guy really is hurt, I'm like, just Mm -hmm. get up. You're not hurt. Yeah. Just putting on a show. You're rolling over, writhing in pain. And then there's the guy that's really hurt. And I'm like, okay, I feel terrible.
4: (laughs) It's like if they don't bring the cart out, it didn't actually happen. Like you're just wasting all. Are you bringing the cart out? Then get over the sideline. We got to get a game. Seriously,
3: I mean, like if, if it delays the game more than 60 seconds, you're done for the game okay as soon as they blow the whistle and say all right injured player on the court we got 60 seconds if he's not off the court in 60 seconds he cannot return to the game
2: mm-hmm.
3: just put a rule in like that you think the NCAA would do that no freaking way
2: it, it just I mean it's like on one hand it's like why, why is she still I guess she's trying to get I guess she's trying to get to her locker room yeah no just which is which is, which is which is which is nearby and they're, they're there weren't a, just a ton, a ton of people on the floor, but there was there was a good many. Uh, Big Huey says this.
3: I'm assuming the guy didn't see her. Does, yeah. it, does he have his phone in his hand? It looks like he's filming as he's running. It looks like he's got the, right. his two hands up. That's right, what it looks it, like to me when I, I watched it twice. Because if you and,
4: don't film it, did it happen?
3: Yeah, no, you didn't actually get on the court. Yeah. That's what it looks, and so yeah. that's probably why he didn't see her. Yeah, and she kind of is yeah. on a making a beeline for the locker room, so she's, she's trying not, to get off the floor. Yeah, she's not lo- not looking for straight shrapnel coming at her. It does
2: look, it, I think it's a girl that but is it I think, a girl? I think so. Okay, but you're probably. I think she's holding something high up in her hand, which probably is a phone. So
3: what else would it be? But, right. School book? It was good, right.
2: Bible? Uh, big Big Huey says this. Jeff, you weren't... Now, how do we know this? Jeff, you weren't an elite athlete in high school. I bet they don't get bumped
4: much. It's probably fair to say I wasn't an elite athlete. You are pretty good. Okay. I, was,
3: I could hold my own. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the chat line is agreeing that it was definitely a girl. My bad. Yeah, it
2: was a girl that ran into her. Okay. Uh, so at any rate, so I, they'll, now they'll... Of course, Gene Smith, the athletic director, has apologized profusely, and you know, it's what about what about? Hey, at least
3: Caitlin of, Clark didn't do what the West Virginia player did and turn around and punch a kid in the back of the head. Yeah. Um, yeah,
2: Bubba Jennings' kid.
4: Speaking of coaches' apologies, oh no, I was getting to this. The Texans, the Texas, oh my god, the, the Texas coach apologized that he went overboard on his rant after the game,
2: but he waited until after a win.
4: Well, sure. <laughs> Well, it was the next time he talked because, you know, there wasn't a midweek press conference or anything that he, he, he would have able, been able to address it. This
2: is what Rodney Terry said, which is with regard to the UCF horns down, which I thought Jamie nailed exactly what was going on, that the guys were doing it to their social media person so that they could put that on their hype video, right? Mm-hmm. Am I am mm-hmm. right with your synopsis there? Yeah, like, I
3: mean, clearly that's what they were doing. Yes, you could see the they guy were, there.
2: They weren't doing it at the Texas Players. But Rodney Terry said this after their win over Baylor, I had no intention of trying to show up anyone or offend anyone in terms of what's occurred at the end of that game.
3: I don't think he was trying to show anybody up. Yeah. I, th- I think he was just in a bad mood because his team just got beat.
2: Yeah. Blew a huge lead. He said he described the UCF coach Johnny Dawkins as, quote, a really good friend of mine. <laughs> yeah, <it> was. <laughs> Personally, if I offended him or his program or anyone for that matter, That was not my intention we have a lot of passion for who we are and what we are representing we try to do that in a class manner at the highest level man where do they get to the sec well
3: did you see i mean and part of that quote was him saying we don't jump up and down like we just won a national championship after a win (laughs) we expect to win okay and what did he do after the game winning bucket against baylor Baylor. Baylor. uh, man he was he had some mad hops
4: (laughs) by the way this is just a generic tip for everybody listening if you have to put the word if in your apology, it's yeah. not an apology. If I offended if anybody. I offended, anybody. Yeah. I offended people. I am sorry. Yes. It's a different apology. It, I'm, listen, I mean, was I'm any, not saying I offended or, it, but if I offended who's someone. Who was offended? Right, right. And
3: nobody was offended. Yeah. He just looked like a fool. Yeah. I'm not offended that other people are dumb.
4: Well, it, just as a just
3: general like, statement. <laughs> yeah.
4: If you include the word "if" yeah. in your apology, yeah. that's
3: totally fair.
4: Just say I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I I, I, I overreacted. Didn't. This was me. I overreacted. I yeah. made a mistake. I was wrong. Apologies start with "I," not yeah. "if."
2: Yeah.
0: Mm. That's, but that's we, a good
2: one, Jeff. We, I like that. Uh, yeah. Apologies start with I, not if. I like that, Jeff. That's very, that's very wise.
0: This is the Morning Drive Podcast from Double T 97.3. Presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction.
2: Drive, today is Monday, January the 22nd, 2024. Here's Jeff McGuire with the day in sports history.
4: Going back to 1960 to get us started off today, boys. In the 10th NBA All-Star Game. This was played at convention hall in Philadelphia. East beats West, 125 to 115. Wilt Chamberlain, your MVP. 1973, George Foreman TKO's Joe Frazier in two rounds to win the WBC and WBA heavyweight boxing titles in Kingston, Jamaica. Frazier knocked down three times in both the first and the second rounds. 1977, Texas Tech junior Mike Russell follows up a 42-point performance with 32 points against Baylor in a 79-66 to 66 win in Waco.
3: That's a good week. Yeah, he, a really good week. What year was that?
4: 77. 1977. He probably
3: won Big 12 Player of the Week for that.
2: Or Southwest Conference Player of the Week. Yeah, you are being facetious. That was words. a
4: joke. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. That's right. 1984. In the Super Bowl. Tampa Stadium in Tampa Bay, Florida. LA Raiders beat Washington 38-9. Marcus Allen, running back. Los Angeles Raiders, your MVP. 1989. Joe Robbie Stadium in Miami for the Super Bowl. San Francisco beats Cincinnati 20-16. Jerry Rice, your MVP. After winning his third Super Bowl as head coach of the 49ers, Bill Walsh retires. And in 1998, Ricky Henderson rejoins the Oakland A's for the fourth time. (laughs) If they'd quit sending him away, maybe he'd stick around longer. Mm -hmm.
2: It's
3: just Ricky being Ricky.
4: It's National Blonde Brownie Day and National Southern Food Day.
2: I'm a big fan of the blonde brownie. You hit on the blonde brownie? Or... Uh,
3: I, mean, I do like it, but I'd I prefer the regular one. Okay.
4: Happy birthday. Former Red Raider baseball player Michael Davis is 28 today. And Kai Westerner. He shares a birthday with Guy Fieri is 56. Steve Perry, 75. Gabriel Mock from uh, Suits is 52. Diane Lane, 59, and DJ Jazzy Jeff turns 59 today.
3: Nice. How old is the Fresh Prince?
4: And not his birthday, so I don't know. Mm. And on this day in 1973. I bet he's about the same age as Will Smith. Probably some in that neighborhood. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I know he's older than uh, the dad was on the Fresh Prince now. That happened a few years ago. Okay. Like he was older than Uncle Phil.
3: Okay. All right.
4: And on this day in 1973, former President Lyndon Baines Johnson dies in Johnson City, Texas at the age of 64. After leaving the White House in 68, LBJ returned to his beloved home state with his wife, Lady Bird, and immersed himself in the activity dearest to him, ranching. Mm. And that is this day in sports history. And
2: he was a uh, a young 64, but he when you look at him, he looked old. He was an old-looking 64.
4: There's something about being the president of the United States that makes you look ancient very very fast.
2: And his his ticker wasn't the best. His ticker wasn't the best. All right, 650 this morning here on the morning drive. You know, his him his most famous quote, "I shall not seek nor will I accept the nomination to be your president."
3: Okay?
2: That was when he uh, decided not to run cuz he, you know, picked up Kennedy's term, obviously. Then he won one and he could have ran again. So he could have been in office, you know, for he probably would years.
4: not have won the second time either.
2: Probably wouldn't have won in sixty eight. Probably probably
4: not. That's probably had as much to do with him not running as him not wanting the job anymore. But <laughs> yeah. he was not gonna win that second time.
2: <laughs> probably tricky dick was uh was hard at work
4: at that point in time. There was a lot going on at at the end of his term. No doubt. That he was not going to survive the ballot box with. Yeah. Yeah. Uh,
2: Joe Lenardi's latest bracketology is out, Jamie. Okay. Uh, Among the last four buys, uh, Texas Tech, he has the Red Raiders right now in the Salt Lake region, uh, which is unfortunate because there is a Dallas region out of the South or a Dallas bracket, but he has uh, Texas tech taking on Seton Hall as a 10 seed right now. Okay. Um, You know, I kind of feel like, and you got a lot of room to grow. I mean, you know, and you know, it's funny because, you know, a month ago we said 10 seed, man, we'll take that. Now you look at this team and go 10 seed. I think we can play to a higher level than that.
3: Yeah, I think we can. I, th- I think there's a good chance of that. I'm I'm not ready to bet any money on that. Mm-hmm. I just we're, it's so you know just short into the Big 12 season. There's a lot lot to get going here, but um, yeah, I I think you can. Sh- I think you have a good shot
4: to be higher than a 10 seed. Let's just focus on Oklahoma this week. Oh, they have
2: uh, Oklahoma as a, as a five seed right now, taking on. McNeese State.
4: Okay,
3: Jeff, break down Oklahoma for us. What do you know about the suitors?
4: <laughs> Another top twenty-five, and you're playing on the road where you haven't had a lot of success on the road this year.
3: Yeah, that's boring. Let's talk about Joel and Hardy. <laughs>
4: <laughs> I mean, I realize it's awful.
2: I mean, it's January the twenty-second. Yeah, We've we're not, not we're not long, even long, like close to where we have to worry about. We're uh, we got enough
4: to worry about. It's I, called I, Big Twelve play.
2: I I think we're like uh, right about a month away from. Uh, Groundhog Day, uh, and I, I do have it on my calendar to, you know, step outside and, if I see my shadow. It's six more weeks of basketball season for the Red Raiders. Okay.
3: Okay.
2: All right. So I, I don't know. I don't know how the positioning is going to quite go because, I feel like no matter. I feel like you can position yourself at certain places in the parking lot where you can see your shadow. <laughs> don't know if there's specific you know rules with regard to
4: uh time yeah like if you did it at four o'clock in the morning you wouldn't see your shadow yeah right if you did it at straight up noon you might not see your shadow
2: uh big below you big huey is right this is the this this is the this is before friday the saturday's game uh he said that's got to be friday's bracketology no way he still has a stare after the weekend i don't know where he i don't know if he's updated it since then but this was from this was from Friday morning, so um, it does. It was uh, a
3: little out of date.
2: Yeah, yeah. So, my apology for that. But I, I that was the latest. That's the latest one that I've seen. Now there could be. I don't know. How, I'm sure that he's Joe. Leonardi has certainly uh, cobbled us into more than a cottage industry for himself. Mm-hmm, definitely. You know, you know, I mean, he's he's definitely figured out a way to make some money off of being the bracketologist. Which good again? Good, good for him. Uh, because yeah, that's that's the that's the latest. That's the latest. So I'm sure he'll update that again. Somebody says this. Just keep winning. I think we can be a five seed or higher. <whistles> well, I mean, you keep winning. I mean, you're gonna find yourself in the top three of the Big Twelve. Um, that's maybe maybe being a
4: little lofty, but. I mean, not for nothing, if you keep winning, you'll win the Big 12. Yeah, I was going to say,
3: I mean, uh, why did we stop at three? (laughs) (laughs) That's
2: that's fair. That's fair. Just just keep going all the way, right? See if we can just kind of take the whole doggone thing. Cut down some nets, right?
0: The Morning Drive Podcast from Double T 97.3 is presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. For being with us today
2: with Jamie Lynn and Jeff McGuire, I'm Chuck Hines. Gates Flooring Center chat line is open. Go to the double T ninety seven three mobile app for that. The uh, mobile app presented by Happy State Bank. All right, Red Raiders uh, win on Saturday over BYU at home. Uh, final score in that ball game was eighty five to seventy eight. Tech with its fourth Big Twelve win of the season. Uh, fascinating because I think if you'd have said to a lot of folks at the start of the Big Twelve play, would you take nine and nine right now?
3: Would I take nine and not, nine? Not
2: now, not oh. now. But but at the start of the season, would you have taken nine and nine? Yes. Before? Yes, you sure would have. Yep. And now here you are. You know, five games in, and you've won four already, and you're not you're not going to do that. Uh, not a good first half of play as BYU led at the half, forty eight thirty two. The three point shooting uh, was the big difference in it. They were ten of twenty. Tech was four of eleven. So that's six more shots, obviously made. Uh, Red Raiders made a couple of free throws more than BYU, and so that was the the difference in the game. Here's uh, Texas Tech coach Grant McCaslin with uh, a comment about the response by his team after the first half.
1: You know, the game felt very similar to, to the Northern Iowa game, almost identical in regards to the pace that they were attacking us. And it's hard to replicate it with that many guys that can shoot in the closeouts in a short turnaround much like that game but I do trust our work I can tell you this we practice really hard so at first we got caught really personnel wise a few times not doing what we were supposed to do But the pace of it causes those problems because they were were moving so quickly and the actions happened so fast. And then they made a few threes, and then you feel like you're on your heels. I did feel like once we settled in and started playing personnel better, it made a big difference.
2: You know, just in watching him, he he coaches this team really hard, and they respond to that. And, you know, he he talks about – has talked about how they practice and how they challenge – and how his players want to be challenged, and uh, man, that you—that's that—that speaks highly of not only what what he's doing as a coach, but as what those players are are doing too, in terms of accepting that that coaching. Uh,
3: yeah, for the most part, I mean, he's cherry picked his team, right? I Maybe mean, mm-hmm. he came in and brought in guys that he thought would fit his system it would be his style of play and all that kind of stuff. And so in that regard it helps with the uh, with the portal of hey these are it's not like oh he's coaching somebody else's guys. Yeah. Mm-hmm. For the most part he's coaching guys that he brought in. Now there are a few holdovers that were that were here beforehand, but um we also see that he weeded out some of the guys he didn't think that would play his style. So mm-hmm. um they probably knew what they were getting into. Um I don't think coach McCaslin's over the top. You know, compared to other college basketball coaches or anything like that. So, and and you're absolutely right that they do respond to him. So that that's that's what you want out of a coach.
2: Uh, here is uh, Coach McCasland on Saturday's atmosphere and how that helped the team.
1: It's a remarkable atmosphere, but you have to match it with physicality and competing defensively. That's the way you always win. If you're going to try to outscore people, it's a, it's a fun way to do it, but it's not a real way to do it ultimately. And that's where I feel like our identity is starting to really fortify, like, hey, if we can get stops. And that's what they talked about at halftime. That's what we talked about is how we're we going to do that. And Pop mentioned it up here and got to continue to believe that and do it every day.
2: All right, that's, uh, that's Grant McCaslin and uh, Greg uh, – Greg uh Pop Isaacs is getting ready to say Greg Popovich he he doesn't play anymore. Pop Isaacs had 32 had 32 in the ball game for you. And a great great second half uh by him as he uh <clears throat> he in the ball game uh Pop did went uh, 11 of 19, 6 of 9 from beyond the arc and perfect 4 of 4 from the from the free throw line. Got out rebounded by 10, but when you're shooting at a clip of 63% in the second half not like you needed a whole bunch of rebounds either.
3: Yeah, just crazy how uh, different it was in the first half to the second half for both teams. You know, one team in the first half hot, the other not, just completely flip it in the second half.
2: Yeah, they they had 18 second chance points, BYU did, but only seven uh, in the second half, and they had, uh, they did have, you know, 32 in the paint, but so did the Red Raiders, Uh, they were Tech outscored in the paint by, by just two in the second half. So that really wasn't a, really wasn't a factor. What was again
3: the, f- the, the three point shooting yeah. from BYU? Ten of twenty in the no first doubt. half, three of nineteen in the second half. That's, yeah. that's where the big difference is.
2: I don't know if this is a, a fair.
3: I mean, you give up forty eight in the first half and mm-hmm. you only give up thirty in the second half. Your defense, um, did a better job on on those shooters, and clearly BYU just didn't didn't shoot it well and and you had a lot to do with that.
2: Yeah, cuz uh, like you like you said, I mean, they they went 3 of 19 from beyond the arc there in the second half and they were 13 of 37 from the field in the second half. So That's they fair. shoot 35% and you shoot 63% in the second half. Yeah,
3: no no doubt it's uh but it's you still whether they shot poorly or not, it's impressive that you didn't have any give up down 16 mm-hmm. at halftime. Mhm. I mean you know hey we're still we're still in this one you know one shot at a time one possession at a time whatever they kept battling their way back into it
2: all right so their uh, their next action will come up uh saturday they'll be uh, they'll be off during the week this week they'll take on uh, oklahoma in norman and we'll have that game for you on saturday afternoon it is a one o'clock tip so our coverage at 12 from the lloyd noble meanwhile lady raiders will play at home on Wednesday, they'll take on Houston, a team that they have beaten already. And then they take on TCU on Saturday. And Jamie, TCU has found themselves a player. So um, at least one. So they're apparently going to be back in action this week after forfeiting two games last week.
3: Yeah, I think I saw something. To, she plays a different sport too. Volleyball. Volleyball. Yeah. yeah, that would make sense.
2: Yeah, yeah, volleyball. But, you know, the, 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 the whole forfeiting... Uh, and the whole way that they, that they went about that last week, uh, still, it's not, it's still not a good, very, it's not a good look at all for them. I mean, they should have played the game. They should have, uh, taken, you know, out there with, with who they could, um, and, and fought and tried to win a basketball game. And if they don't, they don't, uh, you know, at least you go down trying as opposed to, you know, cowering away and, and not, not trying to, uh. To field a basketball team, so uh, still don't like how they uh, how they handled that situation. But uh, apparently, they're going to be, I'm not going to say they're at full strength, but they're going to have at least a team to put on the floor uh, this week. And uh, the Lady Raiders will host them on Saturday afternoon. Uh, this the defense in the second half sped up BYU and make them look hurried and disjointed. Okay. Uh, This during the game, TV showed Coach McCaslin talking/slash coaching up Robert Jennings. What struck me is Jennings looked Coach directly in the eye the whole conversation. Then at the end, fist bumps, bump fist. These players respect the coach.
3: It's important. Yeah, I mean the respect is a huge part of it. I mean, if you want to be a good coach, you gotta you gotta be able to do both sides of that. You gotta be able to um, you know be hard on them at times, but also at the same time. You know, pat them on the back and get them to believe in what you're saying, mm-hmm. as well. I yeah. think that's at any level. Yeah, no. You can't just always be yelling.
2: No. And yeah. you can't always just be patting on the back. Yeah, no, that's know. exactly right. You know, that's exactly you gotta right. have a, and that's the old ying and the yang there of, of uh, how that how that works. I mean, and and, you know, at some point in time, players have to play and players have to respond, um, and uh, and try to to do that uh, somebody says this, it's an NCAA rule, Chuck. Yeah. They had six scholarship players. They could have found a couple of players. They had players that were available to them. They just chose not to use them. And they chose to, um, they chose to forfeit the games. And, uh, you know, when, when many times teams have been down, especially in the COVID era, um, uh, and undermanned or underwomaned, um, and figured out a way to, to play. Uh, somebody says this. Glad the volleyball player joined the TCU basketball team. Good story. No, it's not. It's not a good story. It's a terrible story. Would have been a better story if she'd have, if she'd have joined them and they'd have just said, okay, we're going to go with this seven or go with this eight, go with this six, and they they could have done that. That would have been the better story.
3: It's a uh, good story for
2: her. It's a good story for her. I guess she gets to play. I mean, unfortunately, when I saw a picture of her, she's like, oh, she's tall. She's probably athletic. She probably can rebound. <clears throat> You know, they kind of found somebody there that could probably help them. <laughs> okay, well, you're allowed to recruit those yourself, too. I know, I know, but it's just... just Come in here and light us up, you know? How You'd rather them for forfeit story? the rest of
4: the season, wouldn't you?
2: No, not at all. Not not at all. Not, then not it is all. a
4: good story that she signed up so that they have enough players to play. I don't know if it's a good... It's a story. I
2: don't know if it's a good story. At least they've... The, at least they've, they're they not going to forfeit anymore, but I mean, they, they forfeited uh, two games against two really, really good teams that won't hurt their quote net. I just don't like the process in which they went through it with.
0: Your daily dose of sports and fun. This is the Morning Drive Podcast from Double T 97.3, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. The boom, boom, boom on Double T 97.3 is brought to you by Montalongo's Mexican Restaurant. Breakfast, lunch, or dinner at 3021 Clovis Highway.
2: this morning on the Morning Drive. Time for the boom, boom, boom. Here's Jamie.
3: All right, Texas Tech Lady Raider tennis team captured its first victory of the spring season yesterday, taking down Liberty 6-1 at the Falls Tennis and Athletic Club. Unfortunately, the things on the men's side did not go as well as they failed to Abilene Christian 3-4 at the uh, Lubbock Country Club.
2: The uh, Red Raider football team will host its spring game in Midland On April the 20th, this is because of the continuous construction that's going on at Jones Stadium, Uh, this will end the spring practices for Coach Joey McGuire and his team. Of course, Midland has been a place that they've had spring football, or at least uh, glorified practices or something along those lines. Uh, That from a stretch of 2013 to 2019. Last year, because of the construction, they had it at Lowry Field, so this year they'll do it at... uh, Astound Broadband Stadium in Midland. And I think that's the old Grande Communications Stadium there in Midland. Uh, So look for that uh, coming up on April the 20th.
3: All right, Championship Sunday is set in the NFL. The early game will have the Chiefs taking on the top-seeded Ravens. That after the Chiefs took down Buffalo 27-24 in the AFC division round yesterday. And on the NFC side, it'll be the 49ers hosting the Lions. Lions were victorious over Tampa yesterday, 31-23. to All right,
2: we'll have Lady Raider basketball with Krista Gerlich tonight on the air at 6 o'clock. Uh, Mark Fingner will be your host, and Riley McKinney will be your player guest tonight for uh, Coach Gerlich, the Lady Raiders Losing in Provo on Saturday, sixty to forty-six, their record dips to three and four on the season and fourteen and six overall. Couple in double figures. Jazz Shavers had sixteen, and Bailey Moppin had twelve. And then good effort uh, from Logan Johnson. She had eight uh, in the basketball game. It's uh, disappointing because she had a chance to go over five hundred at this point in time of the season for the first time and. 11 years and uh, taking on a team that had only won one game uh, in the Big 12 but BYU came to play Lauren Gustin had a double-double she had 17 points and 14 rebounds for them
3: Chicago Bears are finalizing a deal to make Shane Waldron their next offensive coordinator he was the first of nine reported candidates for the Bears that they requested to interview after they fired their offensive coordinator we don't care about the bears, but we bring this up because Cliff Kingsbury was mm-hmm. one of the nine that had reportedly been interviewed.
2: Yeah, that's uh, that's disappointing that uh, he didn't get that. But maybe maybe he opted out. Maybe maybe he didn't like how it was going. Don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, Josh Young apparently is still recovering from that uh, injured thumb uh, that he had uh, during the season. Um, Uh, he says that uh, he's letting it heal as much as possible. This was before an autograph session at the Dallas Card Show over the weekend at the Marriott Convention Center there in Allen. Um, So apparently it's not completely healed. He said, once you started getting getting back into things, you're putting more force on it again. It is what it is. It's fine. I'm pretty much full go, but I'm still building up strength. I'm not taking 130 swings every day or taking 1,000 ground balls. But building it up to get ready for the season, so part of me says, part of me is, is yeah, I can't wait to get back. And some of me is like, oh, let's continue taking this break. Don't blame him for that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right, that is the boom, boom, boom this morning here on Double T ninety <clears throat> So there you go. Oh, by the way, it is it is Marriott. Marriott is right. I mean, they even kind of when they welcome you, they this this guy at the door, welcome to the Marriott Center. Welcome to the Marriott Center. Welcome to the Marriott Center. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Did he
4: ask you if you wanted a cracker? He did not. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm just asking. No. Kind of made him sound like a parrot. No. So well, you know, I mean, that's what he... he he didn't call you Polly. He did not. He did. Was his not. name Polly?
2: Did not get his name. Apologize.
4: Chuck didn't get somebody's name that actually
2: said words to him. I did not get his. I did not get his. Oh, did not get. You
4: must have been focused.
2: Yeah, I was just trying to stay out of the way. Uh, Anyway, so 751 this morning here on the morning drive. Somebody asked this question. Where do you think we will be ranked in today's top 25 men's basketball pool? Or do you think we'll drop out? I don't think we'll drop out.
3: I think he'll be like
2: 22.
3: I was thinking 22 or 23.
2: Well, and, and remember, I mean, you had, of course, I mean, you're playing at their place and you're playing the number five team in the country. So, you know, in terms of. Um, you
3: got thumped pretty good, though.
4: But you got thumped pretty good. Right. You got thumped pretty. I good. still
3: think you're going to go up, though. OK.
4: Because a lot of people in front of you lost, too.
0: Mm
2: hmm. Yeah.
4: Um, Connecticut, the number one
2: team, then Purdue, then Kansas. Kansas probably drop out of the top five. Houston probably go up. Uh, Somebody else says there's somewhere between 20 and 25. Yeah. I mean, the fact that you're ranked, I mean, at this point, I mean, again, the bounce back, I thought that was really good. Um, You know, from what you had, you know, in Houston the other night to what you saw Saturday with with BYU. Mm Mm-hmm. Let's see. Uh, a good fantasy Facebook punishment, or fantasy football punishment, excuse me. A good fantasy football punishment. Keep track of all names of hands shaken by Chuck. Why would anybody want to do that?
4: Be busy. I don't know that anybody's that got that kind of time. I right. know,
2: you'd be pretty busy. Right. Uh, this, I bet Texas becomes ranked with how these voters are. <sighs> Uh, this four and one in the conference is all I care about. That's fair. PJ says this. You also be a ranked team at home this week, somewhere between twenty and twenty-five. Yeah, all that, all that is fair. And uh, you know, again, just kind of that that spot where you are, you puts you in pretty good shape. Mm-hmm. Okay, seven fifty-three this morning here on the morning drive. Thoughts, comments, Yates Flooring Center chat line. Go to double t for that. Of the mobile app, Visual Edge IT hotline is open too. At eight zero six seven seven one zero nine seven three. Okay, so we'll uh, get to some some uh, football. Um, any and what's what's continues to amaze me is you still haven't had any uh, hirings. I mean, I'm, Antonio Pierce is going to be the the Raiders' next coach, but I mean, you still got Bill Belichick out there. You still have Jim Harbaugh out there. You still have Mike Vrabel out there. You still have bunch of jobs open and you know probably
3: once one domino falls the rest will fall into place
2: yeah and and apparently uh, Nick Sirianni isn't out of the woods yet with Philadelphia so I think he's safe I think he's safe okay we'll see what if Bill Belichick's side is he wants to go to Philadelphia he has said he wants to go to a market that's not quite as media intensive so I think going to Philadelphia probably wouldn't be that spot. He cited Atlanta as being maybe not as media intensive. But he's also interviewing with the Washington Commanders too, apparently. Okay. Okay. So still still lots out there.
0: The Morning Drive podcast from Double T 97.3 is presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction.
2: Hey, good morning. It is 8.02 this morning on the Morning Drive. Thank you for being with us today on Lubbock Sports Station, Double T 97.3 and Double T 97.3.com with Jamie Lent and Jeff McGuire. I'm Chuck Hines. Take your thoughts and comments on the Yates Flooring Center chat line. Go to Double T 97.3.com for that or the mobile app. Visual Edge IT hotline is open too at 806-771-0973. Um, I, I continue to be amazed at sometimes these Track performances. I mean, Jeff went through some of them in the um, sports center. Just the, just the when you start hearing things like uh, best all time or second in the world or I mean, it's just, just it's just crazy that that happens right here in uh, Lubbock, Texas, USA. I mean, I I know that we've had you know an elite track program for quite some time, and and I know that you have had that but I mean this is an Olympic year and so it makes me wonder how many of these uh, men and women are gonna go on and compete whether it's for the United States or um, other countries that we'll see uh, in Paris you know later on in the summer hmm you know it's just but you hear you see this you know Caleb Dean he's in the 60 meter hurdles clocks in at 7.68 then goes 7.55 that is number two all-time for Texas Tech he now holds the top fastest four times in the in the event for Texas Tech as a, as a as a school, and his 7.55 mark is is the fastest in the country and fastest in the world. Fastest in the world.
3: Went and uh, watched some of the track meet on Saturday, and it's just they're just really impressive athletes. Not it's cool to me that. We have athletes from all over the country running. I mean, you're seeing Kentucky and Miami, and I mean, just just everywhere. I mean, uh, it's it's really cool that uh, Texas tech, Tech's able to host stuff like this, and they've got a facility that's nice enough to bring mm-hmm. people in. And um, it was uh, it was a lot of fun. And it's man, I, again, they're just so incredibly impressive, both on the men's and the women's side, and then to see. Texas Tech right there at the top at so many of those events was really, really cool.
2: Yeah, Terrence Jones uh, clocks in at 6.56 uh, in the uh, in the 60 meters. Gives him a top five time in the country.
0: Yeah.
3: If you enjoy it all, mm-hmm. uh, watching uh, on television, like in the Olympics and all that kind of stuff, man, take, take the kids out there to go watch it in person. I mean, you're cl- up close and personal and mm-hmm. Like Chuck was saying earlier, I mean, these are athletes that could be competing in the Olympics um, not too far future. And so it's, it's really cool to see them.
2: You know, and then you have uh, uh, Temitope Adashina, uh, who uh, goes into the high jump and goes 6'5". Um, uh, and so she, uh, she clears on her first try a new Texas Tech record. And then, uh, on then on then in the process, she now has the NCAA and the world lead as her final clearance tied the number three all-time NCAA mark. Before uh, the other night, no Texas Tech female jumper had gone higher than six three. Okay, and she goes six five.
0: Mean, impressive! It's
2: impressive.
3: Mm-hmm. Yes. I, mean, I think the triple jumpers are the most impressive to me. I mean, they okay. they sprint down the track and then mm-hmm. uh, and then they take off in the air. I mean, it feels like they're hanging there for three or four seconds in the air. They land once, they hop again. Yeah. They eat a sandwich. They come back down and, and then dive into the pit. I mean, it's I mean, just the athleticism is crazy. It's just through the roof. Okay. Yeah.
2: Do you, uh, do you like the long jumpers too, or is it the triple jumpers are the ones that just really kind of, I,
3: I think the triple jump just like combines it all together.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like the, I like to eat a sandwich along the way.
3: Okay. Well, you get hungry when you're <laughs> hanging in the air that long.
2: Right. right. Uh, Ruta Lasmane is, uh, was the triple jumper. Uh, she makes her season debut and she goes, uh, 44 feet 11 and three quarters uh walks away in second place um and then on the men's side there was a 3-4 finish uh for the red raiders but um stacy brown had a new personal best at 51 feet eight and a quarter inches yeah so the, the the whole triple jump thing i mean i mean they're measuring their steps and they're marking they're doing this they're doing that they got shoes out there where to where to hop, skip, and jump, you know, and it's, 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 it's crazy. I mean, it's, it's just, it's just crazy. I mean, when you, when you think about it and think about kind of what what they have here and what they've done, um, it is it is stunning uh, to see right here in yeah, level, and that's Texas, a- USA.
3: I mean, that's a major compliment to Coach Kitley because you wouldn't be building that facility that nice, whatever, unless you had a program that was kind of worthy of it, right?
2: Absolutely. No, yeah. Absolutely.
3: I mean, the, the Womble got built when your men's basketball team got really good, right? Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, you need a facility like that when you're competing for national championships and all that good stuff.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Uh 8.07 this morning here on the morning drive. Um
3: just wish we could figure out something for our tennis programs.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's... That, and they have uh, competed very, very well for you over the years. But, I mean, you're going to get left in the from, dust if you don't do something.
3: Yeah, from and playing with a major disadvantage of not yeah. having indoor courts. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. 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 Uh, somebody asked me, how does the BYU arena compare to the USA? Uh, there's no suites. Um I mean, you got a lot. You've got to walk a long ways uh, to get something from the concession stands. I, I've said repeatedly. I've been to, and I've not been to the Foster Pavilion at Baylor yet, but that that'll be here in a few weeks. Uh, Texas Tech's arena is better than anybody's in the Big Twelve. Now I've not been to, I've not been to, Colorado's, which will come up, or, and I've not been to Cincinnati's, which will come up. Um, and I've not been to UCF, so maybe. And the and the old Big Twelve, you know, with Oklahoma and Texas, uh, I felt like our place is, is as good as or the best from a fan experience, fan standpoint, access, easeability, getting into the arena, going to the bathroom, concession stands, parking, etc. I would I would put United Supermarkets Arena on top of anybody's. Okay, I mean it's the concourse at uh, BYU is very narrow. Uh, didn't appear to be a, a, a substantial amount of parking around. That was just ease. And like I said, I mean, you if you walk down uh, and you have a good seat, if you have a floor seat, there's no concessions on the floor. And there's, I didn't see anybody taking orders. Um, you would have to go all the way up to the top uh, to go to the bathroom or get get a concession, get a cougar tail, okay, hmm. if you wanted to.
3: Well, I mean that way you I mean, 'cause I I bet the calories are pretty high and the cougar tail yeah, probably so. higher than your yeah. typical low fat wheat then. So <laughs> at least you could work it off a little bit. I mean you kinda would earn it at that point, right? Yeah, right. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, absolutely.
0: This has been the Morning Drive Podcast, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Check out our library of Double T 97.3 podcasts at DoubleT97.3.com.